Hey, as part of the Anchor platform, did you know that you can actually leave voice messages? Feel free to share feedback and ask questions. I'll feature those questions in a future episode. Link is in the episode description. Look forward to literally hearing from you. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanelle, and today, for our first Thursday theater, uh, we're going to talk about two uh, updates from the same article, uh, actually. Um, but before we do that, let me describe what Thursday theater is. So those of you that were here for our first Tuesday TV, um, it's pretty much the same format, but just for the movies, right? Tuesday TV is for the TV shows that, uh, you know, for Spider-Man latest news or opinion pieces, uh, same for Thursday theater. It's either the latest news. And if I don't have any news, at least anything newsworthy, um, then I'll just have an opinion piece. But this week, we did have a couple of things show up. So, uh, Ankler, they had a, a, a segment on uh, Sony as a company. Now, it's behind the paywall, but the good folks at comicbook.com uh, kind of highlighted a couple of uh critical elements in terms of the Marvel side of Sony's, you know, whole thing, right? Because Sony obviously makes other movies besides the Spider-Man stuff. So, uh, the first piece that I read, kind of unexpected. We weren't really sure, you know, it's kind of a new dynamic of the relationship between Marvel and Sony. Uh, The second one, though, we've been talking about this already, um, so we kind of knew about this one. So the first one is Kevin Feige apparently is a consultant for Sony, which we kind of knew that part. We knew that uh, he was a consultant for Sony, um, specifically for all of their Marvel movies that they're making, all their Spider-Man related content that they're creating. They've uh, brought in Feige to be a consultant and someone that kind of they can lean to and give him a call. Hey, what do you how, what do you think about this? But apparently, according to the source that uh, Ankler was talking to, apparently Feige warned Sony to not get too ahead of themselves when creating their universe. Now, this could mean several things. I mean, one of the things that it could mean is that he's trying to tell Sony, hey, look, you know, this isn't easy. He probably used Warner Brothers as, uh, as, an, as an example of what not to do (laughs) with a a universe of movies. Um, So he's probably told Sony in the past, like, look, you know, I know you're going to try to build a whole thing. Just don't, you know, don't do too much too soon type of thing. That's, that's what I think it is. But I also wonder if this is, this is high. I, I don't know if this is a hot take. But this could make people laugh on the surface. But I do wonder, to a certain extent, if Feige is telling Sony to slow it down, be cool. Because if Sony's universe were to jump off, there's a very high chance it would outperform the MCU. And here's why. 
This is this is why. I, I know, I know. This is why. Simply put, even even though the MCU has brought up a lot of heroes that casual fans never heard of. Let we have to be frank. We have to look at the numbers. Iron Man was a nobody. People didn't care about Captain America. Okay? Uh, there are a lot of heroes in the MCU right now that when you look at their comic book sales before the MCU were pretty much trash. <clears throat> Remember, Marvel had to sell a lot of their heroes, a lot of properties, a lot of IPs just to avoid bankruptcy. And Disney still swooped in and had to purchase them anyway. But during the 90s and early 2000s, they were selling off a lot of their characters. Uh, Marvel was just selling off a lot of characters to stay afloat. They sold a lot of characters to Fox. You know, Sony got some pieces, Universal. You know, like a lot of different studios and, and companies, they, they acquired movie rights. Iron Man never left. You know what I mean? Captain America never left. Black Widow, Hawkeye. Like a lot of these heroes who, you know, they weren't worth anything. They weren't worth saving the company. Like no one was going to buy them from Marvel and it would be enough cash to keep them afloat. Spider-Man was the most expensive one because at the time, especially at the time, he was the most profitable superhero in terms of comic books. So Sony looked at that and said, hey, We'll take a bite of that. And back then, Sony was a lot bigger than Fox, honestly, when it came to movies. Um, Fox bought out, you know, the Fantastic Four. They got the X-Men, you know, library of characters and stuff, you know. So a lot of, lot of different companies got a lot of different heroes and stuff. And throughout the years, Marvel has reacquired uh, a lot of these IPs. Um, there aren't a lot of IPs left that Marvel doesn't have. Um, thanks to Disney's backing, they've been able to get those things back. And then also the type of agreements that they had with those studios. Maybe the contracts expired and they decided not to renew. There's all kinds of different things that could have explained why Marvel got their IPs back. Uh, they ha they sort of almost have the Hulk back. And they basically don't have Spider-Man. They just have small amount of TV rights for Spider-Man. That's about it. Um, with all of that said, you know, Spider-Man is the bomb. He's the man with the plan. <laughs> and because of this, if, if Sony were successful to have a series of movies that just hit after hit after hit, about not only Spider-Man, but about these characters, these other characters. Like, if Venom was actually a really good movie, if Morbius was an actual good movie, you know, like, this would be crazy money for Sony, crazy popularity for Sony. And I think at some point, it would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the MCU. They have the potential. They have Marvel's greatest IP of all time. So they have the potential. They just have to do it right. And so far, they've dropped the ball. But they have to do it right. So I do wonder if, uh, you know, Feige saw some of that potential and was like, eh, we, uh. I don't know if it's in his best interest to, to be a uh, 
a Trojan horse sent by Marvel to try to sabotage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if, you know, being a mole or whatever, but that could be. That could be. Uh, and then, uh, so the second piece of the article, and this is going to be a really short episode, uh, but the second piece of the article talks about how Tom Holland uh, still hasn't signed back on with Sony. Now, Sony wants to do another trilogy with Tom Holland. My guess is that this would take place in the MCU. So I imagine that Sony, Marvel, and Tom need to have a, a conversation and figure out for these next three movies, how will this fit in the MCU? And will this eventually cross into the Sony universe? The, the Spider-Man universe that Sony has. Uh, will Tom eventually make his way over? Or, like I said, will they just introduce another live-action character for their universe? So then you'll have a Tom, you'll have a Sony version, and then you can always have a crossover event where the two of them meet, they team up and stuff. I mean, it, it'd be great. It'd be great entertainment. It'd be a great movie if you could pull that off. But uh, Tom Holland has... According to the source, Tom Holland has still not signed on for more Spider-Man movies. And again, we already knew this. We knew that Tom, that he's quoted as saying it. Like, he's going to take a vacation. He's, he's going to stop doing movies and, and all of this for a little while. Have some fun. He explicitly mentioned, like, skiing. Because with his contract with Sony, he's not allowed to do certain activities. That's a lot with, like... With athletes, too. Like, athletes aren't allowed to do certain activities during, like, the regular season. During the off-season, there might be a little more flexibility in what you're allowed to do. But, you know, like, riding motorcycles is, is too dangerous, you know. Uh, you know, skiing is another one that could potentially wreck your body if, if going wrong. You know, so there's a lot of things that Tom probably, and, and you know, Sony, the contract of... You can't do this, that, the third. And so Tom wants to just enjoy and be a person and do whatever he wants without worrying about a contract. So he's going to take his time. And this is why I was saying, like, the next movie, even if Tom Holland is going to be the next live-action Spider-Man or continue to be the live-action Spider-Man, we're not going to see him back on screen until, like, 2024, 2025, because he's still not even under contract. You sign him under contract, you start working on the movie or the trilogy, you're probably going to start shooting earliest. You shoot is probably 2023, right? Sometime in 2023. Um, and then from there, you probably release the movie 2024, maybe 2025. You know what I mean? Like It's going to be a few years before Tom is back on the screen. I, I can't imagine uh, it being... It would not be wise for Sony to rush it. And on top of that, you have to collaborate with Marvel. If, if it's going to be part of the MCU, you're going to have to collaborate with Marvel, which is going to take more time. The more people that are involved, the more time it takes to get everyone on the same page. So it, it's going to be a minute. If Tom is the next Spider-Man we see, it's going to be a minute. We talked about how sick is Silk. It's probably going to be the first live-action Spidey character for Sony in their universe, and Silk probably will show up next year. So, you know, we'll, 2023 is probably the earliest we'll see any kind of live-action Spider-Man on any capacity. 
uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Spider-Female, whatever, it's probably next year. I wouldn't count on this year. Let's just enjoy Across the Spider-Verse. Let's just enjoy the animation for the two years in a row. But we're not going to get a live action for a minute. Um, you know. Uh, bonus, the third update actually is Madam Web. So the Madam Web movie is apparently beginning to shoot uh, in Boston um, on the 11th. Ugh, let me... Look at the article again. I think it's the 11th. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So, yeah, July 11th. And go into September. Um, so, Madden Web is starting to shoot. And remember, Madden Web is coming out basically a year from now. I believe July 7th of 2023. So, they're going to shoot from July to September. And then, you know, there might be reshoots and stuff. You know, things happen. So let's say they they are 100% ready to go by, like, December. December, they're done shooting. They're done filming. You know, most of the editing is probably done. Any kind of special effects, you know, they're probably still working those kinks out. You know, they take a little longer. Uh, but let's say December, it's like, all right, we, we feel good about our July date. And then that's December. And then... January and February are going to be pretty quiet. We're going to be talking about Craven. He's coming out in January. So Craven's going to take up some of the attention from like January and February. And then by March and April, we're going to start hearing a lot more details, a lot of plot leaks and things like that about, about Madam Web. And then Madam Web trailers will start dropping at like April, May. And then July, we'll have the movie. So, I mean, that's the timetable that I'm expecting for Madam Web. Um, and I mean, while they're shooting, we're obviously going to see leaks about what the plot is, what's going to happen, who's involved, and the storylines and stuff. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Um, and so hopefully our Thursday theaters are full of just that kind of speculation. I'm not 100% excited about this particular movie. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like fully like, but, you know, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, Marv, Marvel, Sony is bringing out a lot of characters that they, you know, we haven't seen before. So I welcome the chance to see these characters on screen. Morbius' debut was trash. Now, you know, and the same writers, like we said, the same writers from that movie are going to be working on Madden Web. So, you know, we're off to a rocky start. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It, um, Morbius kind of soured me on Madden Web, honestly. That's pretty much what, what happened there. Uh, but, you know, we got, we got to see what happens. The director of the movie, I think I talked about this in the previous update for this movie, but the director has done, uh, she did some episodes for Jessica Jones. So... You know, she has some Marvel experience, some positive, good Marvel experience. Um, So, you know, including, you know, a a feminine role, a female lead. Uh, So, you know, I just hope the movie isn't too woke. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's good to see that Sony is finding different people who have some credibility and some history with some of the subject matter that they're creating. So, you know, we, we, you know, we, we'll have to say the director, 
can only do but so much with a poor script. You know what I mean? So if the script is terrible, it may not matter the actors and the directors and the cast and the crew and all of that. It may not matter. Uh, so <clears throat> those are my three updates. I said two, but it's actually three. And uh, you guys let me know what 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 piece of news you heard just now is the most intriguing. The Kevin Feige quote. Um, Tom Holland's still not under contract. Uh, do you think that there's a chance that Tom wouldn't want to come back as Spider-Man? And I might talk about that in another episode. That's going to be uh, an interesting take. Um, the, the short answer is yes, he, he's going to come back. I believe he'll come back. I don't think there's a chance that he walks away from the role. I know we have that quote from Robert Downey Jr., who was like, don't... He basically was trying to tell Tom not to allow himself to be typecast. Um, that could happen, but we also got to give credit to Tom. He has taken the initiative to do a bunch of other roles. Voiceover work, live-action work. He's been popping up in a bunch of other projects. So I think he definitely is trying to make sure he's diversified. But... Right now, as it stands, his his most popular role is Spider-Man. I mean, he he can't really control that. The, the people, most people will know him as Spider-Man, and you know, like if you if you see his name or if you see him in a trailer for another movie, people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's that's Spider-Man!" Like he, so he's already basically in that typecast role. I mean, Tobey Maguire after he stopped being Spider-Man, he. Dropped off the face of the earth, basically. The, the, the Great Gatsby was like the last thing he did. And that was in, what, 2012 or 11 or something? And then he disappeared for a decade. He did a few little thingies, but he basically disappeared. Uh, Andrew Garfield hasn't really done a lot since he stopped being Spider-Man as well. Um, he has more credits than Toby, for sure. Um, just had a movie come out, and... The little miniseries on Hulu, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my watch list. Um, I heard it's very good. I heard the movie that came out is good. You know, so he's, he's you know, but you don't, when you hear Andrew Garfield's name or Tobey Maguire's name, for a lot of people, the first thing you think of is Spider-Man. And that's a shame. Robert Downey Jr., he's going to go down as Iron Man. You know what I mean? Chris Evans might go down as Captain America. I mean, some people did love him as, as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. And I'll listen. Between... And, and Michael Michael B. Jordan, he was he's a fine actor, but that movie was just a fiasco. It, he had no chance. He, he was doomed from the start. And if you had to bring b- between Mike or Chris back as the Human Torch, you're probably going to bring back Chris. It would be funny to bring Chris and the MCU as the Human Torch and just, like, these weird jokes of, like, yeah, you look familiar. You know, like, just for the first his first couple of appearances around, like, different members of the Avengers that are still around or whatever, just like, yeah, you, you look familiar. Like, that would that would have been funny. Or even if he showed up in um, the Doctor Strange movie. And just, like, they're hopping around. Doctor Strange looks at him like, you look like someone I know from somewhere else. (laughs) Like, 
So uh, I, I am curious to see what would happen with that. But, you know, like, there are a lot of these characters that have been in the MCU that are probably going to be known that this is their biggest role that they've ever had in their careers, and they'll probably remain for the rest of their careers. Could be, you know what I mean? Um, Samuel L. Jackson is an is a icon who's been in a, a lot of iconic roles, and you got to think... Nick Fury is going to be a top five role that he's known for by the end of his career. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just weird like that. But these are big movies that a lot of people have seen. So the more eyes, the more we're going to re- retain that connection. Um, so, yeah, let me know what piece of news you thought was the most interesting or whatever. And um, Thursday Theater. Rocket. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for the comments. Just thank you. All right, carry on. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.